Section six of Shakespeare and Music. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Martin Geeson. Shakespeare and Music by Christopher Wilson. Section six. Coriolanus despite the fact that clement and larousse the french musical operatic historians give no fewer than seven italian operas entitled coriolanus and mention four more unfortunately not one of them is founded on shakespeare's play one great overture that is always associated with the play was not composed directly for shakespeare's drama but for a work on the same subject by baron von collin a viennese dramatist monsieur h labois fils the celebrated french musical critic in his essay les traducteurs de shakespeare en musique says among symphonic works it is not possible to avoid mentioning beethoven's coriolan overture and we should have placed it in the first rank if a scruple did not require us to refer only to music directly inspired by shakespeare in spite of the character of grandeur and majesty which gives it its stamp the overture coriolanus was not composed for the english tragedy and a little story will serve to show this a german poet von collin had written a play coriolanus to give relief to his tragedy he took it to the composer of fidelio and prayed him to write an overture perhaps beethoven knew the english coriolanus perhaps the stern roman pleased him so much by reason of his vindictive and indomitable character that one night so say the historians sufficed the composer to provide the magnificent pages that serve to preface the work for which we have to thank von collin the critics have found with reason the striking connection between shakespeare's play and beethoven's overture but if the anecdote be true these analogies are a proof of that intimate tie which binds together great men of genius the overture is too well known to require analysis everyone will remember the austere opening the turbulent principal theme the perfect melody of the second theme the wonderful fiery development and the exquisite morendo at the end beethoven one feels must have known shakespeare's coriolanus of real incidental music composed for this play very little has survived most managers were content to play the beethoven overture if the orchestra was large enough and to get through with a couple of marches one for the romans and one for the volscians a few fanfares and a little soft music to illustrate the home life of the hero 
not so sir henry irving all honour to him he commissioned sir alexander mackenzie to write special music which it is my privilege to discuss now the composer has made his incidental music into a suite of four movements the first number is called prelude and is in c minor and common time it opens with a vigorous decisive chromatic theme lasting only for nine bars and is followed by a very tender and beautiful subject for strings which is soon developed in an animated manner into a forte passage that quickly dies down and enables a tranquil melody for woodwind and harp to be heard after a little while the trumpets enter with a rapid fanfare figure which quickly spreads over the rest of the orchestra and works up finally to the return of the first theme fortissimo all these themes are now finely treated in various ways by the composer and the movement ends with a brilliant coda in the major the second number is a march in d major after a quiet introduction for strings pizzicato the violins give out a martial theme very quietly and presently the woodwind joins in and a graceful rather florid theme for the wood is added then comes the first theme again and the march ends with some piano trumpet fanfares the trio is in the minor and slower its theme is broad and flowing and at its end sir alexander introduces a longish piece of complex development music working to the first march theme which is played for the first time fortissimo but soon gets piano again the coda is quite short and quiet with a reference to the trio the music gets slower and slower and ends pianissimo the third number is a funeral march the opening theme is practically the same as the few bars of the prelude but is developed more lyrically the middle part or trio is even more solemn there is a very impressive kettle-drum effect and a fateful subject is played on trombone and cornet in octaves against a strong string passage the first part is repeated with very little alteration and the end is fitly funereal the fourth and last number is by far the most descriptive of the suite it is called voces populi and gives musically the effect of an angry crowd being gradually stirred up to great heights of wrath this is followed by an expressive affettuoso theme mostly for the violins leading to a new melody very triumphant and happy but soon broken in upon by the murmuring of the people this time sounding even more ominous after a short appearance of the affettuoso theme the movement finishes triumphantly on the third theme in a great blaze of music 
no stage music could be more in keeping with the true meaning of the play it is all on a very high and important level and is most worthy of its distinguished composer it is of this coriolanus production that a very good story is told after the final dress rehearsal two stagehands were discovered outside the stage door reading through the day bill one said scenery designed by sir lawrence alma tadema music composed by sir alexander mackenzie produced by sir henry irving three nights about all it will well run unfortunately owing to no fault of the music this prophecy was not very far out end of section six recording by martin geeson in hazelmere surrey